Okay, so hello, hello everyone and welcome to Answering the Call of Your Purpose as, as a new podcast series that I'm bringing to you inspired for people like you to remind you of your purpose and I've got some amazing leaders, mentors and guides that will be sharing their tips and, and their gifts with us as well. So first of all, I want to introduce you to the amazing Julie Lewin. So... Yay! We'll just pretend. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so good to have you here, Julie. And you are Thank the actual you. first person in this series that I'm interviewing, so it's an honour. I mean, I know I've interviewed you. you before because you are a wealth of knowledge and I just love your work. So let's just dive straight into today. And so what, for those who don't know you, what do you do right now? Right now, I know you've got so much. Right before, now, but... yep. So right now, I am in business with my beautiful daughter, Tash Lewin, and we're calling ourselves the mother-daughter duo. And we are spiritual catalysts mm. and soul work midwives. And mm. that, oh, my goodness, helping, helping women really tap into their soul work, soul purpose, um, what, they, what their soul wanted to achieve as this human being that we are. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, potential leaders in our community and we're helping them from that grassroots level to, mm. you know, get over there their limiting beliefs, clear the runway. We call it clearing the runway mm. and um, clearing clearing those deep-seated beliefs that are stopping people from stepping into their, you know, soul leadership. Mm. And we're, we've been doing that for six months now and mm. it um, blows our mind at how fast... Um, our clients are transforming and look we literally are catalysts and when people come and work with us at that intimate level stuff happens and mm. it is like huge stuff happens quickly and we just hold that container and we're there to support our our clients to make that journey I was saying to mm. one of our clients this morning, we all have to go across the valley floor to get to that next mountain. And we sure do. crossing mm. that valley floor has obstacles. And as the midwife, we actually can tell you when to breathe and when to push. And oh, we yeah. hold that for you. So um, sometimes mm -hmm. it's all about just waiting because it's not the right time. Yeah. If you try to push when you're not having the, the contraction, the, the baby just comes up against the... Yes. The, you know, yes. It, it doesn't remember. work. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's literally had a baby remembers. But in mm. business, it's the same. It if is. we try to push when we're not having that contraction... It's like mm. we, we push ourselves out of flow. That's yeah. when we lose it. Yeah. And I remember when I was literally in labour, when I lost mm. my focus, that's when all the wheels fell off and I just said, I can't do this. I, I want my mum. I want to yeah. go home sort of thing. Yeah. 
and it's the same in business, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I that's that's just the best metaphor. So, basically, you help your these people, and you know, these they're women and men. Like, does it you you do both, or is it mainly women at this stage? When we're not um, averse to working with men. But it's women that we are working with right now. Definitely. Yes. And then you help them create a business on purpose. Is, is that like all? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, this is what we've found with our clients that mm. they've had mentors in the past mm. or coaches in the past mm. who try to direct them into a direction that actually is away from where their soul is lit up in their their heart yes. and they're, yes. they're feeling not heard, they're feeling not seen and mm-hmm. they're thinking, oh, my, my idea is just crap. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we, we've come along with our clients and, and we're listening mm. yeah. and we're really hearing them and we're going, yeah. that's amazing. Let's work together and we'll see how we can make that happen. Yes, definitely. And so, I mean, and that is, I mean, that is one part of that, right? So, and I think like you, you brought up a great question, well, a great statement about mentors who, because sometimes they have a system or they have yeah. a roadmap and so they kind of put you on what's worked for them, but without looking at what is this person's purpose. So I use that end analysis for that. So that's every, you know, that's the foundation before you put them into the the program and you follow that and you've got your amazing gifts as well that you do that, all all those systems. So, so, okay. So then I want to go back to, so you have that and you've, and you've been doing that for six months, but you've been doing intuitive work, oh. other work way, way before this. I have, to yes. This. yes. So I've been doing intuitive work for 36 years. Yes. And so I started out doing, um, looking inside of the human body and seeing where mm-hmm. the blocks are in their mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, I then said to the universe, it's no good me just telling people what I see then and send them away. That That's really pretty silly. Mm-hmm. So I said to the universe, show me how I can help these people. Mm. And so I started seeing a movie with the solution. And so mm. I would imagine the solution and people were saying, what are you doing to me? And I'd say, oh can you feel that in your physical body? And they're saying, uh, yeah. So mm. I spent many, many years developing that. And then ultimately I had it accredited as a healing yes. modality. Yes. And, um, and for the last four, five years, maybe, I can't mm. remember how long I've been working on teaching those Yes, templates to people and you know that's been a journey in itself because I tried to share my 36 years of work in a weekend and you know all I did was I overwhelmed people so I did that for a few years and Mm -hmm. people loved it but they really only got to practice a few of the templates Mm -hmm. 
and that wasn't my that wasn't matching my vision of how I wanted this work to impact people and so that's why I came and was mentored by you because I thought there's something missing I I'm, I'm not figuring this out quite rightly and you mm -hmm. said to me oh honey you don't give it all to them at once that's too much and so I listened and I broke it down and instead yeah. of teaching 50 templates in a weekend I thought okay I'll do 12 and then when I did 12 I noticed that everyone's still only doing two or three and so I thought mm, let's do it again over six weeks and do two a week still too much mm. so then I've I've really like less is more so totally. I've been back and I've done one a week over 12 weeks and we just graduated yeah. last night right the I cannot tell you how profound the impact has been mm. on the lives of these people yes. and because they've learned all 24 Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I can't help myself. I sneak in a few more. Exactly. But so, so Julie, so the thing, so I know, so you've got this on six months, you've been doing this and, and yeah. so you're teaching practitioners your work because I think this is a big part of your purpose, right? You're one yeah. person and yeah. you're such a gifted person. And it's, and it's almost like what's... <laughs> It's a disservice, right, to humanity <laughs> that you, you're the only person and no one's going to do it like you. I, I totally, and that's, I think yeah. for me as a mentor, it's like, well, no one's going to do what I do, but you can, they've got their own flavor, but it's such yeah. a gift to everyone to learn yeah. these and you're just spreading healing and beautiful work and, and alignment for people everywhere. So I wanted to bring that piece of the business up too. And that's kind of, you know, um, you've been working on that for, for a long time and it's, yeah. oh, it's at a point where it's easy, easier yeah. for you to, and it's it joyful. Is. And then you get to play with these you know, up-leveled people over here too. So I love exactly. that. So what I want to ask you then, so do you feel, um, like, my next question is, well, you know, kind of what led you here today? Or I could rephrase that, like, when did you hear or when did you answer the call of your purpose? And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you believe you're on purpose, but what was the what was the point that you went, I better listen, right? Okay. <laughs> Look, it started when I was a 25-year-old mum with a seven-month-old baby thinking about leaving my husband. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't want to be a single mum. So I guess that was in the back of my mind. And then I, I had a clairvoyant reading and that one hour changed my entire life. And... So I accepted the call right there and then, but did I accept gracefully? No. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I was kicking and screaming probably 20 mm. years of that journey. Um, and I'd go, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And then it would inveigle its way back. And when I thought about the alternative, Mm. to living a, a highly spiritual life, um, a highly metaphysical life, um, you know, delving into quantum physics and, mm. and the energy realms. Yes. Like living a life 
with that not in it, just it didn't work for me. I just became incredibly sad mm. and sick. So I made myself sick a lot when, and I believe that if we don't, A, answer the call mm. and then take action on the call, the universe provides the the energy for the call, but if we're not acting it, it backs up in our body and yeah. it hits on those uh, limiting beliefs that we have. And then mm-hmm. if we still don't act on the call, we then can get unwell. And mm. the, the longer we leave it, the more dense that blockage becomes. It's a bit like, you know, we don't have beavers in Australia, but I'm sure people know what a beaver is. And a beaver builds a builds like a, a, a like a wall across the stream to back mm-hmm. the water up, mm-hmm. and the water can trickle through, but it still backs up. If you think of when you have a limiting belief, it it rests and resides in your energy channels that the the Chinese with their acupuncture and their knowledge of meridians. That's what I'm talking about Mm. if you have a block in your meridian it becomes like a beaver dam in a stream and it just backs up backs up backs up and then what happens is the force of that goes like that and then that's when you have a problem Mm. and so I learned that the hard way because, you know, sometimes I'd step away from the call and then I'd get sick. So then I'd have to deal with that and then I'd go along and I would enjoy the journey and then I'd go, this is all too much, all too hard, all overwhelming. I don't want to do that anymore. But it would keep coming back. And that's how you know that it is your call when it won't leave you alone. It's pushing you in the middle of your back Mm. and it won't leave you alone regardless of what else arises in your life. Mm. So when I lost my voice after cancer surgery in 2000, Mm. I actually lay in bed at night and I said, God, if you give me back my voice, I promise I will share what I've learned. Mm. And so I got my voice back after a year and this is this is me sharing yeah. my work with the world. Wow. But yeah, that, that's so profound. And it's it's like, you know, I love the beaver story and it's like, well, it's you know, it's the four by two, right? You get the four by two and you get the Mack truck that's just gonna yeah. come and bowl you down and yeah. and yeah, but, and it's not as well. I guess you know, you you said, you know, it was well, it was all too much, and it, mm. you know, I, I think sometimes we can. Well, it is the journey, right? We can fail forward in so many ways, but depending on you know, there's lots of pieces to put together, and we and so if we come out, you come out, you know, really trying, it's like, oh, okay, no, I need to course correct here, but it does find us. It does find it us, does. and. I'm very similar to you, and I think, you know, a lot of people are. It's like, oh, okay, it looks this way, but if I stay attached to it looking that way, nothing else expands. So I've had to course correct a few times myself. So then, and you kind of went over this question, but why is it so important? So I know it's the beliefs of not getting sick, but why do you feel it's so important to do our purpose work in this this time? Hmm. I think... Because we, as a, 
not just the planet but the universe because mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy mm-hmm. you know you look at the where we are in the the 26 or 52,000 year cycle mm-hmm. and we've just crossed that 26 year mark so we're now in a in a completely different energy mm-hmm. trajectory if mm-hmm. you want to put it that way and the the world and the universe has put us here for a reason and that is to help raise the level of consciousness on the planet so that we can almost like slingshot into that trajectory Mm. and create what the universe has next for the universe Mm. because i i don't know about you but i think about this a lot I, this container, I am a world of my own. I live mm-hmm. on this planet that is a, a world within the solar system that is a, a being within the universe and we're made up of energy, cells, mm-hmm. atoms. And so I see the planet as a being, not a human being, but a being, and we're just cells in that planet, in that being's makeup. Mm-hmm. And, and where there's space around us, but that's literally, if you go deeper, deeper, deeper in under a microscope, we are just cells all moving. So I see my life as a, a macrocosm of the microcosm, but the planet is a macrocosm of my microcosm. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that 100%. And I feel when you understand that, there's a responsibility that goes with that. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, currently there's, you know, there's, I think, well, are we in the, I think we're in the age of Aquarius or we've, you know, we're so, and, and so the age of love, like we're coming back to love and we're going through the Pisces thing and the 3D moving to 5D and all that kind of thing. But I totally believe in, yeah, the vibration. It's all about energy and, and raising our vibration and, yeah, really doing that purposeful work. So then, Knowing your purpose is one thing, what else do you think it's taken for you to express and live that? You know, like, did you have to know your your values and your different relationship styles or like what, yeah, what other tools did you use? What tools did I use? Mm. Um, to express your purpose. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's grown over the years. Mm. Um, in the beginning, all I knew was that I had to develop my psychic ability and develop my intuition. And mm. um, so for me, what I did was I became really, really good at moving into different dimensions. Oh. And I know that sounds weird. No, um, not to me. <laughs> not to me. But... That's where I've honed my craft is to be able to operate at different levels all at the same time. And I mean, literally at the same time, I have the stuff happening in my body that informs me. I have, so I've learned how to read my body. I've learned a metaphysical body language. So I also have learned to read nature. 
So I look for signs and symbolism and I like when the, the clock gongs or when a fire alarm goes off or when the police siren goes, I stop and I pause and I go, what was I just thinking or yeah. saying? Because that's a truth. That's the universe saying to me, take note. Mm. My clock goes off every hour on the hour, 24 hours a day, but I don't hear it every hour. Yes. Yeah, the specific so time. Right, when yeah. I do hear it, it's significant. And we just had a koala in our tree in the front <gasps> yard. Like wow. that's been my lifetime dream is to have a koala pop into my yard. Wow. But when I looked up the symbolism of that, it was mm -hmm. slow down. Like yes. slow down community, family. So mm. I took that, I, I took that message on board mm -hmm. and I thought you know what I do have to just slow down so reading nature's signs and symbolisms that's mm -hmm. been a really big part of what informs me mm -hmm. knowing what my core values are yeah that's a great one great one me. yeah mm -hmm. so um look Frank and my marriage hasn't been all smooth sailing and I don't mm. I, I challenge anyone to say that any relationship is smooth sailing mm. but underpinning that we both had our number one core value was that we both wanted to raise our children together oh wow That's so mm. regardless of the conflict that we had personally it actually outranked mm. our personal desires and we, we, now we're here 38 years later and yeah. we have a very solid marriage and a very amazing family unit that anywhere along the, the journey I could have changed trajectory. Yes, yes. But yes. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was part of my purpose because I think that me answering the call part of that call was for Frank to be supporting me mm. and if mm. I had not stayed true to the call then I wouldn't be living the life I am today yeah. which to me is amazing I love my life yeah, yeah perfect so, perfect um, and well it's like you know you're saying well are we living all different domain live different kind of things at the same time, in different dimensions, right? And also, you know, that movie, that's The Sliding Doors, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like that. But I also like to feel like, okay, so we didn't take that opportunity, but we're always going to come back to our core purpose eventually, right? But And, and also business and relationships, biggest, best spiritual growth, you <laughs> catalyst ever. So you're exactly. doing both, right? So yes. we're all doing both. And we all are. Yeah, I know that. And yeah, so oh that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So I want to um ask, so who is a favorite person or like like kind of like a case study who you've worked with? Mm. Um some of your you've helped with your purposeful work and, and why? You know, why what what's so special? What happened? Yeah, so look I have got a a couple so let's talk about Nat because Tash and I have been working with Nat for the last six months yeah and she became a client of ours and 
she didn't actually tell us that she was going to become a client. She just bought our program online and I mm -hmm. discovered some extra money in the bank account and I went, where did that come from? <laughs> Thank you, universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So it was kind of like right as COVID hit, and I mean literally the weekend COVID hit, she bought our program that we hadn't finished that we were not even sure if we were going to do. Right. And the universe went, no, you are doing this. And that's why I really like this as a case study. So Nat wanted to create her own Oracle card set. Mm. Now, the interesting thing is we like to know the background and what made you decide that you wanted to do something like that. And she said, well... I have this calling, I have this purpose. And we said, well, tell us about it. And she said, well, I don't know how to articulate it. So we have a process where we help them articulate it. And we took her through that and I guided her. Mm. And after 20 minutes, she said, you don't know this, but you've helped me more in half an hour than my last coach helped me in six years. And it was because we had the tools to help her articulate that. So why I love working with her is she's willing to go deep. Yeah. And when you have a calling that is like the, sh the sailors talk about the, the, the sirens in the ocean yeah. calling yeah. them, like yeah. they would jump overboard to get to um, that it's kind, of, it's kind <laughs> of like that so she yeah. had this calling and she responded to our message and felt mm. that we were the ones and we take her deep we are a catalyst and a couple of weeks in she said I did not know that I would have such personal development, such spiritual development working with you to create an Oracle card set. But when somebody wants to create an Oracle deck or write a book, they're actually, they have to know who they are Absolutely. to yes. bring their wisdom out. And mm -hmm. so we work from there first. Mm. Um, and so she's been with us six months now. So we do weekly mentoring with her and mm -hmm. she's working on her, her Oracle deck. The art, the artist has started. She's writing a book, a memoir. She's got her 21 week online program. She's probably videoing that this week. Mm -hmm. And she also has written a book for her Oracle deck. So she's got yeah. four projects that she's Ooh. working on. Yeah. I know concurrently. Yeah. Yes. Because what happens is as you grow, you might that that new wisdom is for here. So we're able to help her plug it all in. And yes. we've got a big map of her vision. And now yes. she says, yes. sees where she's going and she wants to be a world leader. Okay. And so to be a world leader, you have to have a a map of your vision and we're helping her with that. And what mm -hmm. we love about it is she works with us for an hour and she goes away and she does the work every single week. She mm -hmm. does the work 
And, yeah. you know, when you work with a client that does the work and then she'll come to our meeting and she'll say, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know mm. where I'm going. And we say, well, let's dig underneath that. What's going on underneath? And so we dig really deep and mm. we pull stuff out and then we clear it. And then she says, oh, now I feel better. Yeah. Now I can go and do that next bit. And that's yeah. what we love about working with her. And, you know, she has a big world vision of helping people mm-hmm. who are in blended families. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That That is, yeah, that's a huge, yeah, so, I like to say, and as it's like a world problem, right? It is, it is a world problem. Unfortunately, but it's still, you know, there, there's a, that's a great and calling. So, It is a great calling and one that her previous coach said, that's not it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, like it makes me very sad. It gives me goosebumps and makes me kind of angry as well. But I guess in some shape or form she had to go through that to find you, right? And and we do. You've got to kiss a few frogs, right? (laughs) Not that all coaches are, but it's just like, yeah. And sometimes I also love, Julie, that, She's committed. Like you, yeah. you actually attracted. Obviously, your vibrations a lot higher, so you're attracting really yeah. go getters. But but yeah. it's not just go getter in a masculine form. But I think we need both masculine and feminine. It's she's driven by purpose, right? Yes. And that's a different kind of energy. I know when I'm in flow, and I see when you're in flow, it's yeah. just like, yep, got it done. What's next? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it fits together which yeah. is so important. Yeah, wow. And to have somebody like yourself and Tash to hold that space, it's not. It's bigger than just holding space. Okay. It's energetically, it's everything. Yeah. It's your yeah. knowledge. It's your space holding. Yeah, I just love it. So you, what a gift, what a gift. So, yeah, so just I want to, like, as we're going to round this up, so, you know, that was, um, where can we find you? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, kids are coming. <laughs> I'll just stop the recording. Thanks. Um, so where were we up to? I'll cut that. Um, yes, yeah, so, so, um, okay. So before I finish this up, where can we find you? Like, where can we, and I know you've got a little, a freebie for us or a, a gift for everybody who watches. Yes, we have, um, a website called theoraclecreator.com and we've, we're using that word because we're creating, we're awakening the oracle within oh, yes. the human. Mm. So they're their own oracle. So uh, initially it was the, the oracle deck, but when we looked at what we really wanted to do with our students, it was to awaken the oracle within mm. so that they could share their message with the masses and impact lives. And my, my purpose really is to impact lives. And yeah. if I can, uh, I had a vision of uh, a, a drop coming down into a single still pond and I thought, I don't have to be all to everyone in the world. I just have to work with my inner circle and teach them to work with their inner circle and get them to teach. And so the ripple goes out and then we can impact the world. Mm. And um, that's what drives me is the, mm. that I can 
impact people to have an impact. Beautiful. Yeah. So the link will be in the notes, show notes here, to go and get that that gift. And and what's the gift? Like, can you oh. share us the gift, or should we just let them go there? Well, <laughs> the on. gift. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Julie. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Hi, baby. Hi, Julie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I love you. Love you. Bye bye. Close the door for me. Thank you. (laughs) So, Julie, tell us what the gift is. So, the gift is we have those mouldy old beliefs in our psyche, I suppose, uh, in our mind, and they rest in our body as well. Mm. So, we have. a little gift where we help you identify what they are. Mm. And then we have another gift where we have journal prompts that help you unpack that. And then we have another gift of a quiz to help you learn what your dominant intuitive language is. So when you use your dominant intuitive language, you can unpack those beliefs really a lot better when you know how the universe is actually informing you. Oh, I'm going to go and grab those straight after this. This is amazing. And and also that that the quiz, you know, to unpack that, but also how you can you know use it in your purpose too. That exactly. that intuition. I love that. So it's been so much fun, Julie, and I want to end on a fun note too. So <clears throat> you would have seen this. So it's like, can you tell us something or a story or, or just something about yourself that nobody else really knows, right? Nobody else really knows. I mean, was it a job you had or a habit you did? Or, or I don't know. You can make it up if you want to. But no, what I, what people don't know about me. And they will after this, of course. 22. <laughs> When I was 22, I was working at the Commonwealth Games Foundation in 1981-82 and I worked in the accommodation and ticketing section and I had learned how to use this Remington NBI word processor with a big disc, the eight-inch disc. (laughs) And I think I was one of the first operators in Brisbane and the the marketing manager came to me and said, Julie, do you think with that machine there you could actually process all the inquiries for the accommodation for visitors to the Commonwealth Games? And I said, "Um, leave it with me. (laughs) And I went home that night and I dreamt how to code it all. And I woke up in the morning and I rushed to work and I just said, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. And I spent all day coding up this program and I pressed enter and it didn't work. And I went, damn, I thought I did that right. And I went home and I dreamt the bit that I missed, came back the next day and did that. And that's how we processed the Commonwealth Games accommodation in 1982. On a word processor. (laughs) And then the ticketing manager came to me and said, can you do that for the tickets? And I said, sure. And so the last three months of the Commonwealth Game tickets in 1982 were done on a Remington NBI word processor. Oh, that is gold. That is gold. It kind of also shows you like one of your beautiful gifts is 
the process thing, right? You can see something big mm. and then how to make it into easy to understand systems, which you I do. See, yes, I see patterns. Patterns. And I think that's one of the one of my gifts is yeah. I see the patterns in people. And then I say, well, Ooh. if we interrupt the pattern, then we can create one that we want. Totally. All the language that you use now. So, well, thank you so much, Julie. It's been such a pleasure and, and being so open and sharing today. So everyone, go and check her out. The links are going to be here below. And, yeah, contact her and, and join her communities and, and all that. And as I wish you all the best as you answer thank the you. call to your purpose and lots of love to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.